What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. y'all i'm back and i took a little hiatus from the podcast um just to get stuff in order and you know get more recorded but i am back with a special special guest and i know i say all my guests are special but this one truly is and i'm gonna have her introduce herself hi everyone i am shanice you may know me as some of you may know me as uh shanice wilson um from uh my biggest song was i love your smile Grammy nominated. I've done Broadway. Uh, I played Eponine and Les Miserables. I was the first African-American to have that role uh, on Broadway. And I've worked with so many wonderful producers, Babyface, uh, Nardo Michael Walden, Warren Campbell. Uh, the list goes on and on. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm super excited about this because um, you're you're... As you say, Miss, I love your smile. <laughs> and that song is like everybody knows that song. If they don't know who you are, they know that song. If they, you know, yeah. it's just so it's timeless. And nowadays with Thanks. certain music, we don't we don't really have timeless music. Um, and if we do have timeless music, it's not on the radio. So right. it, it's good. To and the craziest thing about that song is, um, you know, I was signed to Motown, and Joe Busby signed me there, and. I co-wrote I Love Your Smile with Narda Michael Walden and his team. And um, after we, we recorded it, I thought it was just going to be on the album. I did not know it was going to, I didn't expect it to be like the first single and to be so as big as it was. So when they decided that they were going to release it as my first single, I cried tears. I told uh, Joe Busby, I said, this is the wrong first single. I said, I don't think be I Love Your Smile. The first single should be Silent Prayer. Yeah, it's a song I did with Johnny Hill. I said, that should be the first single because at the time, the Persian Gulf War was going on. So there was a lot of sadness in the world. And I had Johnny I had Johnny Gill on the record. I said, it has to be Silent Prayer. And Gerald said, I'm not changing it. It's I Love Your Smile and I'm not changing it. And I remember sitting in his office like with tears going down my face. I'm like, no, it's the wrong first single. <laughs> didn't listen to me of course and they put it out and it just it, it surprised me like I did not expect that record to be to go as big as it did and it's still around like Chris yes, Brown you exactly with undecided just like I have a whole new audience from you know undecided and uh I did not expect any of this <laughs> yeah. how does it how does it feel when you've seen that Chris Brown wanted to recreate it or I was so excited. Uh, he reached out. He actually, the way he reached out was he went through Bill Bellamy. So Bill Bellamy called Flex and said, Chris Brown is trying to get in touch with Shanice. And then Flex said, uh, the singer Chris Brown? And then and then Bill Bellamy said, no, nah, man, the preacher. And he was just joking. Because, you know, they're both comedians. Yeah. So every time they talk, it's like a 
you know, it's funny. So Flex said, yeah, give him, give, you know, give him my number. So Chris reached out and wanted to get my blessings on the song. Um, Flex said, you know, well, you got to go through the label and they have to clear it and do all that stuff. He was like, oh yeah, I know that. He said, I just wanted her to hear it and to, to get her blessings on the song. And I just thought that was so sweet yeah. because he could have just said, well, I'm just going to let the record company handle it and forget about, you know, yeah. the fact that he thought about me was like, was really cool. Yeah, it shows you the character of the person. Yeah, sweet. So just to get into some dialogue, um, or actually before I get into some questions or whatever, I know that you guys had, you and your husband and your family actually had a, a hit TV show, um, mm-hmm. a reality TV show. How was it to get behind the camera and like show your life? You know what? It was actually, we had a really good crew. So it's a small crew of people. So when you see the same people every single day and they're in your home, you start to all kind of feel like family, you know? So everybody, my kids, my mom, my uncle, my dad, like all of us, my husband, we felt comfortable. And also we were producers on the show. Uh, We were also, um, my husband and I, we were able to help produce. So we would, we would sit down and talk about the things that we wanted to talk about. So it wasn't like we were doing a show and they're like, we want you to make up drama or I want you to uh, talk, talk about something you don't want to talk about. Like we, all the things that we shared, we wanted to talk about those things. So it made it, you know, easier for us. The fact that we were we had some type of control on what we wanted to do and what we wanted to say. And the kids loved it. I mean, they would wake up every day to a TV show. <laughs> like, yeah. out of bed and there's like a camera crew downstairs. So it was really, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We all enjoyed it. Would you ever do it again? I would definitely do it again. My husband, no. He doesn't <laughs> want to. He, he wants to go back to, you know, more scripted. Yeah. Um, that's the world that he comes from. So, because even when we did, first of all, he did not want to do a reality show. In 2007, I made a vision board mm-hmm. and I said, Flex, let's do a reality show. He says, no, no, no. He said, I don't want to do a reality show because people won't take me serious anymore as an actor. And, you know, he was really afraid to do a reality show. Um, so I wrote, I wrote a check and I put it on my vision board and it said reality show. And I had other things, other things on my vision board as well. But I did put that on there. And I had a picture of Oprah Winfrey on my vision board. Right. And so that was in 2007. In about 2011 or something like that or 12, we ended up, uh, Flex said, you know what? He talked to a friend of ours. A friend of ours convinced him that you should do a show because we were going through some hard times financially. We went through a lot. Like we literally like lost everything. And Flex was like, okay, I'll do it because I feel like we have a story to tell. Yeah. Like maybe help other people out there that are going through hard times to, you know, help, you know, help them. So he said, okay, I'm ready. I'll do it. So then we sat down, we recorded a, like a, an idea just so we could show the network what we're about and everything. And we sat down with OWN. We had one meeting with OWN. And we didn't even get out of, after the meeting, we didn't even get out of the building. They reached out and said, don't take the show anywhere else. We want it. So we didn't get a chance to pitch it to like all the other networks. (laughs) It was crazy. So that's how that came about. See, if you believe in it. 
Uh, maybe I need to put a, get a vision board. I have a board for my vision board. You can't see it right now. But I haven't put anything on it yet. <laughs> and I've had oh, it on my wall oh my, for years. My vision board is packed. <laughs> i got so much stuff on my vision board. I truly believe in, like, speak. you can speak things into existence and stuff. And I remember even before I met Flex, I wanted to find, like, a husband. And I always wanted to have a family and have a husband. And this lady told me, she said, you know what? You got to start speaking it. And when you speak it, you got to believe it and it'll happen. So every day I would get up and I would say, oh, thank you, God, for my my soulmates here. And I know it sounds crazy, but I would speak it. And I would literally go and look at rings. I I used to try on wedding dresses, like all kind of crazy stuff. And then one day out of the blue, Flex moved into my building that I lived in. And we bumped into each other by the elevator and uh, we just clicked. It was crazy. Like we, we were, we had a really cool friendship. And then after three months of dating, he asked me to marry him. Oh, wow. Four months later, we were married. (laughs) It was crazy. You guys are still married. Was it 22 years? 22. This year, 22, right? Yes. That's 22 Two kids, two grown kids, <laughs> and 22 years later. That's that's amazing story. I um no, I was, I wanted to, I've always wanted to be on TV, like a reality show. That was like one of my goals or whatever. And then my other goal was to have a, like a talk show of some sort. Um, and I remember going to one church and Nisi Nash was there and she was saying about, um, reality tv like sometimes you get on and you have to portray this character depending on what type of show you're on and if that's not who you are you're gonna have to keep up that character to you know and and i was thinking because i I had a a gig on the real world and after i heard her say that i'm like i know what i'm going to have to do to 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 make this like profitable for myself and and that's not the road that i want to go down so I ended yeah. up not even going and doing the show or whatever. Um, I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. Um, now, the thing is, that's why, um, because we we were part of, of the producing process. Mm-hmm. So if, if it was a show that someone else was in control, in control of and we didn't have any say at all, and we had to like, I had to be like the villain or, yeah. you know, then I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so like, have you seen? I know it's going viral again right now, but like, um, R and B divas, for instance. Yeah, um, yeah. And how it's been going viral, like clips of like uh, Kiki or Kelly uh, Price, like seeming very diva ish, I guess you could say. I didn't. I didn't see that. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it put them. I don't want to say in the best light. It didn't put them in a great light. But again, like we don't know everything that goes behind the scenes. Like, and sometimes, yeah, you give them a certain thing, but like it, if I'm upset about something that happened off camera, y'all going to think I'm upset about something little that's on camera and I'm making a big deal about something else. When right. Not even Everybody watch the show. They don't know everything. Exactly. So you don't know that you're right off camera. What could have taken exactly. place or yeah, it's crazy. Oh so, yeah. So that's how I, I look at things or whatever, but you never know. Like, I just know that um, I was doing this podcast. It came up out of nowhere. Um, I just decided to do it. And I had worked in the music industry here and there with certain artists. And I knew that I wanted to work in the music industry and I wanted a, a, um, 
a show and I used to like film myself on uh, YouTube um, this is like before like people went viral on YouTube and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have my show. And I remember like Monique had a show and I was like, if Monique could have a show and Wendy Williams got a show, I could have a show. <laughs> like it's possible. <laughs> and um, last year I was uh, filming an episode with uh, with an artist, uh, Crystal Tamar. And she was like, oh, well then your dream came true. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's all like, well, you have a show right now and you're helping artists cause I'm on here. And I'm just like, Oh, snaps. Like, I didn't even realize that I, I did speak, like you're saying, speaking things into existence. It may have not have looked how I thought it was going to look, but I, I'm still doing it, you know? Happening. And yeah, and and online, it's like huge right now. Yeah. Everything is, like, people don't even hardly watch television anymore. They're streaming, you know, right. everything is being, it's like, all the streaming networks are doing well. And so everything is going digital now. So, no, you're definitely... You definitely got a show and you're definitely going in the right direction for sure. <laughs> Thank you. So just to get into some more dialogue with success, what would you say your definition of success is and has it changed throughout the years? Um, my definition of success is um, just having longevity, just still being able to put a smile on people's faces and that's success to me to be able to still bring joy into people's lives and through my music. And, uh, that's success to me. Like, I know like people feel like, you know, if you like Grammys and all that, yeah, that's fine. And, and that's great. And, but I, I love, I, I feel like the fact that I'm still here and I'm able to like still perform and still, and still bring joy to people through I love your smile. Like nice. people can have a bad day and they hear I love your smile and it brings joy to their lives. And that's for me, that's success. <laughs> still be, being able to make people smile with my music and being a, a great mom is success for me. Like uh, that's very important. That's like, that's like number one. I want to be the, you know, the best mother, wife, and, and um, that's success to me. Like my children. Having my children is a success for me. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. What would you say your greatest yeah. strength is? My strength? Yeah. Uh, my strength. Um, I don't know. Like, what is my strength? I'm a peacemaker. So my strength is being able to, like, in bad situations, to, to just bring peace and to crazy situations <laughs> yeah, i feel the same way i feel like I, i'm a lot like that too and like my cousins like i'm an only child um yeah but um i have like siblings that are really really i'm really close to or not siblings but cousins that i'm really really close to and i grew up with so they're like my 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 siblings and like they'll always get into fights and i'm always trying to like mend everybody right that's <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, it's not like, I feel like life's so, no, nah, I don't feel like life is so short, but I feel that like we waste time on stuff that we shouldn't. Um, Cause you never know when you're going to leave this earth. I agree. I agree. So I'm going to ask. I want to be here till I'm a hundred some years old. <laughs> I can't even picture myself living that long. I mean, if I'm in my right mind. And in my I, right mind. And I'm, I'm able to move, then yeah, I'm, I'm gone. Like... <laughs> But, and I've seen people that are like nine, in their late nineties or whatever, and they're still cooking and taking walks. And I'm like, that's amazing. I hope. And so all yeah. about taking care of yourself now, I guess. Yes. 
So if you could have choose three people to share an intimate meal with, who would it be and why? Living or living or not? Living or not. Uh, I love Beyonce. So if I could sit down with Beyonce and just like pick her brain and just like get to know her, that would be really cool because she's amazing. I think she's a genius and she's extremely talented. And I would love to sit down with Beyonce. Um, I've met Michael Jackson several times. I've sang on several of his records, about three of his records. But if I could sit down and have another like talk with Michael Jackson, an intimate discussion, I would love to talk to Michael Jackson. There's so many. Um, There's so many. Whitney, Whitney Houston, Prince. They're all gone. I I can't. Uh, Oh, Michelle Obama. I would love to sit down with Michelle Obama. Yeah. And have a, a conversation with her because I'm sure being the first lady is a lot. There's a lot that comes with that. But I think the way she handled herself with like, you know, poise and just she has so much class and and um, I just think she's amazing. So I would love to sit down with Michelle Obama. Yeah. I, I could. My <laughs> always every time. I ask people this question and I'm like, man, like, so people that listen to my podcast know that my answer changes every time <laughs> I have an episode because I, I really think or whatever. But the one person that always stays is um, I want to speak with Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. I grew up around Janet Jackson. Yeah. So I well, yeah. <laughs> no, I just but- I watch her interviews and like there's like so much. I, I guess you could say media training or how smart she is to how to to get out of a question and people not even realizing that she did not answer the question, but you know, it's just so smooth. And so like, even when doing this podcast, I'll go and I'll just study like how to ask a question or how to ask around a question if, you know, Um, but I watch her and it's just, I'm just like in awe. (laughs) Amazing. And she's been doing it for so long. I'm sure Janet could do have an interview in her sleep if she had to. She's been doing so many interviews, but, uh, yeah, she is brilliant. Definitely brilliant at that. And just think, there's so many, her, you know, her family, they're always wanting to know, you know, about Michael and know yeah. about this, know about that. So I'm sure she gets uh, asked so many, like, personal questions that she had to, she had to learn how to maneuver her way out of yeah. those weird, awkward situations. <laughs> so what is the last thing that you've learned about yourself? That surprised you? I've all I've learned that I'm stronger than I thought I was. Mm. I'm a strong person. Like, like I told you, like we went through a period where we had children and we literally lost everything. When that happened, and I was able to like, you know, still during the hard times, uh keep a smile on my face or make a way out of no way to make sure that, you know, we, our kids have food or Mm -hmm. so that was such a hard time for me. And I made it through that. So that showed me that I'm strong. (laughs) I'm a strong person. That's that's amazing. That's amazing to, cause I know they say like some people like they can, They'll have everything they want and then they lose it all. And some people don't actually come back from it. So back from 
So the fact that you guys were able to come back and, you know, still do what you love is a, is a amazing. And a, it shows like, you know, how, how strong you guys really are. And Yeah, we were strong to get through it. And then I know it was, it was only by God's grace. And, um, and you, what you do is, you know, they say you take lemons, you turn it into lemonade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we, you know, we were honest about our story. We, you know, and then we did the show and we had three wonderful seasons on own. And, you know, that's how you take your story and then like, and just make it better. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to play a song now. So like I said, it was hard to choose one, um, to, or three that I, cause I played three songs. So it's hard. It was hard to choose three, but the first one I'm going to play, um, is take care of you. Okay. Uh, but question, I noticed that, I mean, I, I purchased the CD when it came out, um, but I noticed that it's not on um, Apple Music or any streaming platforms. What what happened with that? This is the thing. Um, that Every Woman Dreams was my first independent project. And I started my own label and I partnered up with an, another indie label called Playtime. So, and that was in like 2006. And back then, people we weren't thinking about the internet. Like we didn't have social media the way we have it yeah, now. So very true. So so everyone with dreams was literally in the record stores. Like it was sold in the there were still record stores during that time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> added in all the record stores and stuff like that. So um we just released re-released Everyone with Dreams part one. I've seen that. Um, and so in July, we're going to re-release uh, the second half of the album. So oh, take care of you. perfect that we're doing this right now, then. <laughs> It'll be on all digital platforms. Perfect. Well, this is, we'll call this the first single from the part two. <laughs> um, because you, and the reason I wanted to play this record, I'm going to play like middle to the end of it. Because when I posted on my story, because I was just listening to a few of your records and I'm like, this woman can sing down and I feel like you, there's like you, Shantae Moore. There's like so many different artists that like are so uberly talented. I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> but so talented. <laughs> it's so, right? <laughs> so talented and like just the vocability is crazy. And I was telling like some of my friends that are in the industry and I was like, oh, Dan, I just got Shanice and one of my friends, um, Sky, she was all like, oh, my God, you got Shanice? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, she sang down. I was like, yes, so down. Um, so I want people to really, like, hear you because I feel that um, even though you're you were a big name, I feel like uh, some, like, artists like you, like I was saying, Shantae Moore, don't get the credit that you guys deserve. Um, yeah. So here is Take Care of You and get into these vocals. I'm gonna take 
Produce uh, a team called PMG. My cousin Tyre connected me to this team called PMG. Mm-hmm. So they gave me tracks and said, "Here's the track." And um, so I did a lot of writing on the tra- on their tracks. And when it was, I found an engineer, and this was the first time in my entire career that I was able to actually just go in the studio with just an engineer and come up with my own ideas vocally. Oh. So I like literally like on Take Care of You on Every Woman Dreams on a lot of the songs. I um not all of them, on a, a lot of the songs, I was able to produce my vocals. So I was really proud question, of myself. Question for you. So I was listening to today because I know that you released um Loving You um on was that your second album? And then you released <laughs> it on this record, on this album. And I don't know if it's the same. It's not the same version because you re-recorded it. But at the end of uh, the newer version, there you hit the you know the high note, and then you go over the high note with a higher. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say, um, rest in peace to John Barnes. He produced that, and uh, I want you to look him up when we when we get off the line because he was a legend. He's worked with Michael Jackson, like. Aretha Franklin, a lot of big uh, legends, and and we just recently lost John um, John Barnes. So he produced that version of uh, Love oh, Me. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that record. But yeah, so that's it's really um, cool. So you said that you was independent; it was your own sound, your own ideas, and everything. And it was so on trend at the time, I would say. And even and the the crazy thing about it is that. It was so on trend then, but it's so on trend now too. <laughs> so again, that's like timeless music. That's something that I guess you could say that you're you're known for. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So with everything that's happened in 2020 with the pandemic and then the presidency, how um did that shape or change anything for, for you? Whether it be with music and touring or just in your life in general? Uh, well, as far as like family wise, um, it was really cool. It was the, it was, it was unfortunate that we were going through a pandemic, but I feel like it brought our family closer, you know, because, um, we, before the pandemic flex would be, you know, out doing this thing. I'm out doing my thing as far as like business, like working, 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 and dropping the kids off of school, picking them up and 
you know, every day felt like the movie Groundhog Day because it's like <laughs> we were just like hustling and working and da, 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 da. and then when the pandemic hit, it kind of slowed it, you know, everyone down. So we had time to like spend more time with our kids and you know, and like watch, sit down and watch movies together on the couch and you know, just like we got to like bond even more uh, because of, of the you know lockdowns yeah. and stuff like. That. Um, but as far as my career, I feel like in 2020, we worked really hard. Like, uh, we, I, I was like performing live on, 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 online. And I was like, we did a couple of panels, but you know, like we did an event for like essence that was online. Like we were working, we actually worked, we were working before the pandemic, but when the pandemic hit, I felt like. We worked a lot. And then when Flex started, Flex started DJing, um, you know, because he just does it because he loves music. And in 2016 or 16 or 17, he was going, I think it was 17. He was going on Instagram and just playing music on Instagram in 2017. And then the day that the pandemic happened, I mean, when we had to be locked, we got the announcement that we had to be locked down. Flex said, I'm going to go online. And I want to, you know, just start playing some music. And I said, okay. I said, can I be your hype girl? And he's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how that came about. We just, and like when the pandemic hit, we were online like maybe five days a week. I mean, we were on there like every day. We were doing like five hours at a time. Like, you know, and that helps me keep my mind off of the craziness that was going on in the world. Um, but I just felt like so many opportunities uh, as far as my career goes, happened during the, the lockdown. Even Soul Train, I got to perform at the Soul Train Awards with Shantae Moore. Yes. That was in 20. My husband and I got to uh, host the uh, pre-Soul Train uh, show. So it was just a lot. It was a sad time, but it was like a busy time, yeah. which I'm so thankful for. Yeah, I, I didn't, like, I know a lot of people were, like, yeah. sad about being- uh, yeah. A barking dog. I'm oh, no, sorry. it's cool. Know. It's cool. <laughs> um, a lot of people were like sad about the pandemic and everything, but I, I didn't feel the same way. I felt like uh, it was needed, at least for me. Like I would have never done a podcast or anything if there was no pandemic. I would. There's certain opportunities and stuff that never would have come about if it wasn't for that. Um, yeah. And I'm. I don't want to say that I'm an introvert. Um, I'm like an extroverted introvert. Like I love being at home. Um, I, I do. I'm a homebody. Yes, I can stay at home all day. Um, I think their picture right. went out. My phone started ringing. So hold on oh, one no, second. No, you're good. I hope I don't hang you up. Okay. Hopefully, I won't hang you up. And she hung it up. <laughs> but we'll stay on. Well, while we are waiting for her. We will play another record. This one is, and you y'all gonna know this record. This is when I close my eyes. And I always do that play from the wrong phone. But again, this is when I close my eyes. Feeling. I'm so grateful 
It's so funny. I was just thinking right now because I remember you and Tracy Spencer came out, I want to say, around the same time. And I remember when you guys released your other albums, they came out around the same time, too. And I remember, I don't know how, what year did this came out in like, oh, three, oh, two, nine. When I closed my eyes? No, when I closed my eyes came out in 1999. 99, okay. But I love, I, my first album came out in 87, 87, in the 80s. 87, okay. And then- it was- Oh, I Love Your Smile. Yes, yes, yes. That's your first album. So your second album was with I Love Your Smile that came out in 93? 91. 91. I'm getting these years mixed up. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember when when I Closed My Eyes came out, I was... It was in 99. I was, I want to say, sixth grade? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember Tracy Spencer oh, came out. Oh, you were a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, I remember when Tracy Spencer, you guys both came out around the same time, and I just thinking in my head that like, um, like before the the whole Monica and Brandy, it was like you and Tracy Spencer because I remember my mom let uh, I I preferred you, and my mom was like in love with Tracy Spencer from her um, what's that song called? Tender uh, kisses. Tender kisses. Tender kisses. Yeah, she to this day she <laughs> yeah. loves that record. <laughs> um. But um, and it's it's cool to see that the longevity that you guys have have had throughout the years with amazing songs, just like when I close my eyes. Um, Thank you. And I remember watching it. You were on Regis and Kelly, maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember watching I that on TV. Yeah, I remember I did Regis and Kelly. Yeah, I remember watching <laughs> that on TV. Um, big record, and I was um. I actually wasn't even going to play that record, but when you got disconnected, I'm like, oh, let me play something that the thing, oh, they man, don't remember. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. My phone rang and it just cut everything no, off. No, it's I'm happened. Like... It ha- it's happened to me several times, so now I was like, I have to put my, I know I have to put my phone on. Do not disturb, so calls don't come through. <laughs> you know what? That's what I should have done. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah. And then, um, but I kept it recording. I just, you know, 
Now, have you interviewed Tracy Spencer? Because I've been trying to find her. I've been trying to find her, too. So I don't know. Tracy and I were really close friends. Like, she's my friend. And I just could not find her. I know she's okay. Everybody, they tell me that she's okay, but nobody knows how to. Get in contact. How to. (laughs) What I've heard, she's not on social media at all. And that she, last thing I heard is that she, um, I don't know, she works somewhere with kids or something. Um, Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, so, but I mean, I guess you wanted to get I love Tracy. Well, maybe she'll hear this. <laughs> I know, Tracy, call me. <laughs> um, but um, we were talking about the pandemic and everything and how it really just um, kind of changed the world in a sense. And in a, in a po- I feel like in a positive way, granted, with, uh, I remember I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about still like the stuff that's going on in the world and and she was like, I wonder why people aren't protesting now. And I was like, well, people are back to work now. Like when the whole George Floyd thing happened, a lot of people lost their jobs. So they didn't have anything else to do but go and protest and do, you know, and fight for our rights and stuff. But um, with that whole, you know, stuff, how did uh, how did you handle I, it? I love the fact that we all together, you know, I, I feel like during the pandemic and when, you know, George Floyd passed away, it brought people together, you know? And I, um, I I love the fact that we all like, everybody came together and it wasn't like a black or white thing. I even saw, you know, in in my area, I saw like even white people, you know, fighting for George Floyd. It was like, everybody was like one. And I was like, finally, we're all coming together and everybody's loving on each other. And, you know, it was unfortunate. Like, it was really sad. Like, watching him die like that in front of our eyes. Like, I've never witnessed someone die like that, right? Just right there. And um, so it was really hard to watch. And I always pray for his family. But I do love the fact that everyone came together, you know, to fight. No, I for 100% him. agree. I remember driving down L.A. and um, seeing, like, just different races all like standing like arm and arm holding up signs and stuff it would make honestly it would make me cry i remember i was driving down the street and i i even saw like white people holding up signs yeah. and i when i saw that i just burst out of tears yeah i i'm crying yeah it's amazing and you know what i noticed i don't know if you can have heard this from like you know your grandparents or whoever but um what i noticed was that like with my grandmother she she's seen it but like in their time they've seen stuff like that all the time so for us it was like oh my gosh but like her reaction to it was like she wasn't moved or anything like it was like she's become so numb to certain things like that well unfortunately my grandpa all my grand like my grandparents on my mom and dad's side they're not here but um i don't know like you know like my my older relatives like my aunts and uncles and everything. I, I feel like it affected them too like mm-hmm. and I know they were around during you know Martin Luther yeah. you know when Martin King passed away and stuff like that but I think this kind of I think it kind of hit everybody because we got to witness it lot, like oh, on yeah. TV you know what I'm saying I think it's different when you see it yourself with your own eyes it's like it's just different yeah it definitely was um, and I hope hope that they passed laws i know that recently they just passed a law in chicago i just found that this out 
today that they passed a law that police are not are allowed to chase after suspects anymore because I believe they chased after a 13-year-old boy recently and shot him and uh, killed him. So they just passed a law that they're not allowed to chase after them. If someone goes running off, you have to let them go. Yeah. Um, which is good. Like, they need to pass that on all the states. Uh, I, I agree. I totally agree. So just to get a little personal, I ask these questions to everybody, but what makes you insecure? Gosh. Um... I'm, I'm insecure about my weight. Like, <laughs> I want to, like, lose weight, and I'm really insecure about my arms. Like, if you notice, like, like maybe, like, back in the day, I would show my arms, but I never show my arms because I feel like when I take pictures and I show my arms, I feel like they look so big on camera. <laughs> Photoshop so, can't help. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um... I'm insecure about my weight and I hate that. Like I want to be comfortable, like whatever size I'm, you know, yeah. wherever I am, whatever size I am. So I'm just a little, I get a little insecure about that. I'm insecure about, to be honest with you, I'm really insecure about speaking and like public speaking. Really? Cause I'm really shy as a person. I am extremely shy and, but I, I have to, because of what I do, you know, I have to, sometimes I'm forced to do those things and it just makes me so like, I'm, I, I shake when I have to do like, <laughs> um, when I was on Motown, um, I was so shy about doing interviews that they had to bring in a, a coach. They had to sit this, his name was David. His name is David Nathan. Um, he sat down with me like every week. And we would work on just interviews and I would record it, take it home, listen to it because I was so scared to talk that someone would ask me a question. I would give like, I was like, yes, no, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I've had some so, interviews like that where people are like that. And I like try, I'm like, it's just me. Like we're here. You don't have to be yeah, scared. I, so but now I, I look at it like we're just having a conversation. Exactly. You know, I think so hard about, okay, if he says this, how am I going to answer? How am I going to say this? Or, you know, I don't think about it. I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to have a conversation. I'm not going to think, you know, in advance on how I want to answer this, how I want to answer that. I'm just going to talk and just have fun and look at it as a conversation. But it took a while to get to that point. I literally had training. Yeah. <laughs> training. <laughs> I um, For my insecurity, I would say it's not actually my weight. I am skinny. I want to gain weight. However... I think going to the gym is it, it makes me insecure because I when you go to the gym you see everybody and a lot of people that you see at the gym are already fit, <laughs> so like me not not really knowing what to do or what machines to use or what how to use a certain thing that makes me insecure. So and I have a membership, and I've had this membership for forever because and I will not cancel it because. Hey, you look I can see you. You look fine. Uh, yeah. You look <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and I have gained some weight. Thank. During the pandemic, I've gained weight, and maybe it's because I hit my thirties um, that that happened. Try not to gain, like just gain muscle, just lift weights and stuff like that, um, and gain muscle because you don't want too much body fat. I like sure just, don't. just try to. <laughs> yeah, you my, know, my friend always tells me he's like, yeah, you never. He's like, you're skinny, but you don't want to get a stomach. You're gonna look like a hot dog, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> can never look like a hot dog. That's that's the goal, not to look like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so I'm going to play another record. 
Um, and this one is like one of my favorites. It's I want to say one of your your newest worker technically. Um, and I remember I had posted it back in 2019 on my story. Mm-hmm. You actually commented on it and told me thank you. And I had <laughs> told you that I was like, oh, I seen you at Roscoe's recently with your family, and I was going to say hi, but I didn't because you're with your family. I- conversation yeah. i was like why just come say hi did because, i say that yes you did you told me that <laughs> i can't remember that yeah uh, it's because uh, you were with your family i didn't want to interrupt uh and it's funny every time i go to roscoe's i see somebody famous or somebody that you know me too no let me tell you i gotta tell you before you play this song i know okay. i hate roscoe's experiences remember that i have some legendary roscoe's please tell so back in the day, I was eating at Roscoe's and Tupac was in there. Oh, wow. And I got up from his table. He came to my table and said, how you doing? We spoke. He spoke to me. It was really cool. That was one thing. I ran to Tupac. The second experience I had at Roscoe's, I took my mom, I was taking my mom out to eat. And Whoopi Goldberg was there. And um, she ate her food and she paid for her food and, and left. So then when I went to pay for my food, they said Miss Goldberg paid for everybody's food in the whole restaurant. Oh, so wow. After pay. And I was like, she paid for our food? That's crazy. And I got to do the view. Years later, we did the view. And I thanked her. I said, you may not remember this, but I was at Roscoe's. And I just want to say thank you for paying for my meal because you paid for <laughs> my food. <laughs> so that happened. The last thing that happened, I had met Kanye West. Um... It was right when Through the Wire came out, his okay. record Through the Wire. So I met him at an award show and my husband and Kanye exchanged numbers because he was like, you need to work with Shanice. So then, so we met prior to this. So anyway, I'm in this line outside of Roscoe's <sighs> with my husband and Kanye walks up with another guy and he was like, he saw me waiting in a long line. He said, hey, Shanice, you want to come eat, uh, sit at my table? And I said, he said, two, there was two people that were supposed to show up, but they're not coming. So make a long story short, I sat down with Kanye. Oh, we had Rose. And this was like before he like totally blew up. That's and I'll, never, I'll just never forget that conversation. So, And then I saw him after he be, just became a billionaire and all that. I said, do you still go to Roscoe's? And he said, <laughs> oh, yeah, I still eat at Roscoe's. <laughs> and I had a black card at the time. And I remember him saying, wow, you got a black card. And I told him, now I told him, I said, I'm sure you got plenty of black cards now. <laughs> that's the American Express yeah, black card. So anyway, that's my Roscoe's. That's awesome. Yeah, I've met a few people. Um, Luke James, Notori, that was in 3LW. Now she's an actress. Um, yes. Um, I've seen you. Who I love Notori. Um, yeah, I got pictures with her. Uh, who else? I met a few other people. I can't think off the top of my head now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I always see, anytime I go, I always see somebody famous and like, usually I'll go up to people, but you were with your family and I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to do that. So, and I was like, oh, uh, oh I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Like that kind of stuff does not bother me. Like I, I, I see some people get irritated. Like yeah. if they're eating, walks up to the table and interrupts their meal. I don't care. I'll stop chewing and be like, okay, let's take a picture. <laughs> you know, that's just. <laughs> How I am. Yeah, I stopped taking <laughs> pictures though with celebrity. I feel like um, once I had met Brandy at an industry party, I was like, I'm never taking pictures with him. Girl, love Brandy. When I tell you, I love, and I have the funniest story. I can't wait to meet her again. Um, I, I need to just tell Tony to hook that up. Um, Tony Dixon. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, so I we're, we're at, it was Valentine's Day. Um, we were at some industry party, and me, my friend Tamel, who's a singer, and Sky, who's also a singer, we go to this industry party, and we're in the car just talking about how great Brandy is. So we get in there, and then Brandy comes walking in, and I'm like, there's Brandy right there. And they're like, that's not Brandy. I'm like, yes, that is. <laughs> like, you ain't going to tell me. <laughs> like, I know that's Brandy. Um, so it was Brandy, and I was, like, so nervous. Like, the first CD I've ever bought with my own awesome. money. I did. I did. Um, the first money... First CD I bought with my own money was a Brandy CD. Like, I was like, I have to say something to her. Um, the first celebrity that ever messaged me back on Twitter was Brandy. Um, so I, before the night's over, she's like by the window and it's hot in the, the the house that we're in. So she goes to open the the window and she actually breaks the blinds on an accident. <laughs> and she looks over at me and she's all like, shh. And she just lays it down on the side. <laughs> and... So I um, go up to her after and I was just like, I was like, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was like, I have to, like, I was like, you're the first person that ever wrote me back. She's like, oh, then I guess I'm doing a good job. And I was like, yes, or whatever. So I talked to her for a little while and then I, I dipped out. And then the next day she actually followed me on Twitter. So she still follows me to this day. Um, so fast forward. So fast forward. That was on Valentine's Day. Christmas Eve, one of my friends, um, we went to Roscoe's and after Roscoe's, he wanted to go to the Topanga Mall. And I thought he had to get a gift or something. So we go to the Topanga Mall and, and we're in there and he's all, I was like, oh, so where do you, what store do you need to go to? And he's like, I don't need to go to a store. And I was like, then why are we here? He's like, oh, I wanted to see if I can meet somebody famous. And I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> and I was like, well, there goes Brandy's mom right there. And it was Brandy's mom and her daughter. And she's, he's like, that's not it. I was like, yes, it is. I was like, Mrs. Norwood. And so I walked, went up to her. And she literally grabbed my hand. And we're literally holding hands, walking through the mall, talking. That's hilarious. Yes. And she was so, so sweet to me. And her daughter uh, was so sweet. But Yeah. Very, very good people. Yes. but like, I love the whole Yes, and I think that Brandy and Ray J were both actually at the mall. Um, they were in Macy's, but I would I didn't want to look like a stalker, so I didn't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> but let me play. He won't. I absolutely love this record. Um, yeah. It's so fun. It makes you want to dance. It makes you want to get up. And yeah, and I remember I posted it because I was playing it in the car, and I was like, this song is just. I don't know. It's just so, I don't know. I might dance right now. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's get into it. <laughs> this is 24 in a day. You say you want to spend every moment with me for all of your life.
play the whole song, but I'm not going to. Because <laughs> it just gets better <laughs> when the breakdown comes. Yeah, that's, the most, that's the most recent song. Yes. That really- yes, you need to do a video for that record. <laughs> yes, you know what? Someone, um, a friend of mine, he's a manager slash choreographer. He does everything. And he just mentioned that to me, said, I think I want to help you put a video together for this song. No, we got to Like, it's so, so, like, just even the... Ouch, it hit my PlayStation. <laughs> the funny bone. <laughs> but even like the record that Beyonce just released um, this past week, um, it's literally, it's the same. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that it has that same feel. Like, like you definitely either re-release it, release a video or something, because that song is amazing. That really hurt. Oh, is your elbow okay? Is that funny? Yeah, it's fine. You know when you hit the funny bone? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I but yeah, I, I I love that record. I absolutely love that record. Um, so before I let you go, I have like two more questions for you. And well, one's a question, one's not really a question. Um, one is about emotional pain. How do you respond to emotional pain? Oh my gosh! How do I respond to emotional pain? You know what? I, um, when I'm going through emotional pain, I try not to stay in it too long. So I try to, I try to think about when I'm going through something emotional, I try to think about all the positive things around me and like, okay, this is happening, but I still have this. And I still woke up today and I still, you know, I'm in good health and I'm, you know, I try to trick my mind, not really trick my mind, but try to fill my thoughts in with like good things. So I don't, I try not to stay in the, like when I'm in a funk and I'm going through something really sad or emotional, I try to uh, change my thoughts and like replace it with good thoughts and good things. And, you know, I constantly try to do that. So that's how I deal with emotional pain. I think I, I'm a lot of the same way. I th- I'm a very positive person i always think of what is it saying the glass is half full and rather than half empty so when things do go awry or things don't go the way i want um or something bad does happen i'm just like okay i'm not gonna sit here too long i'm just gonna get up and do you know because i mean at the end of the day i always think there's um this saying um i don't know if it's in a song or where i've heard it but um i want to say mariah carey but mm-hmm. anyway, um, it's it's a saying that um, if uh, if you if you if you're gonna worry, don't pray. If you're gonna pray, don't worry. Right. Um, Absolutely. And my husband all the time. He tells me that all the time because he's like, when you pray, he said you can't. He said you have to let it go, let go, and let God. You know. Yes. And I, sometimes I will pray about something, and I'm like, okay, God, like you know, and I worry, and it's like you can't pray and worry. So yeah. I totally get. And then I've had this, I've had sometimes where I'm just like, oh my God, I can't deal with this anymore. And then I remember there's this, this song by Jay Moss. Um, Ooh. I love me some Jay Moss. <laughs> oh, me too. Um, um, what's the song called? Strong Enough. And I like, I remember one time, I don't even remember why I was sad or why I was down or whatever, but like, it felt like, I felt like that. Like sometimes my, my faith isn't strong enough, you know? And, but obviously that's not true. Um, and I always tell people that like, without my faith, like my faith has gotten me through places that nothing else could have. 
Um, so, uh, I that, that that's for me. Um, but the other thing that I want to do, so I've started this thing. So I'm a certified life coach as well. And my, I always want to bring positivity. And I feel that like so many times, um, people say great things about us. Um, but we sometimes don't say great things about ourselves. So I want you to take this time and say po like something positive that you are, you know, uh, Grateful if it's getting out of the situation or if it's, you know, just something positive that you uh, uh, admire about yourself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I know you're shy. You're <laughs> but, yeah. Myself, um, I admire uh, my heart because I'm very, um, I when I love, I love hard. And, and I'm loyal and I love that about myself. Uh, and I'm very giving. Um, I love that about myself. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, I think, I feel like, honestly, and I, I can say this about myself, I feel like, you know, I try really hard to be a good person and to be a good friend to my friends and my husband and my family and, and I care, you know, I really care hard. So when I do get hurt, it hurts so hard. Like when someone hurts me, it's like, uh, because I love so hard and I, and I, and I try to be good to everybody. Same. So I love that. Um, I love that I'm a loyal person and I, I have a big heart. Uh, I, I love that. Um, have you ever gotten the comparison to Janet Jackson at all? You know what? We used to be signed to AM Records together uh -huh. um, in the 80s. So when I came out in 87, Janet came out with Control in 86. Uh -huh. and, the, and then came out in 87. We were both on the same, the same guy that signed her signed me. So we were both signed to AM. And when I was younger, not so much now, but when I was a kid, I would get compared, definitely get compared to Janet. <laughs> just, it's not even like you guys I'm making her. Uh, yeah, I love her it's like I don't know what it is it's like um, one like you guys resemble each other in certain facial features but it's like um, the shyness the mannerisms and stuff like that like you guys are I don't know I just see it I, I used to hear it all the time <laughs> and then like the guy John Barnes I was telling you about that re, um, that produced um, the Love You version that's on the Every Woman Dreams project I remember when we were doing, because he works with Michael. So I remember when we were doing the backgrounds for Loving You. He said, why does this kind of remind me of, my, it kind of has like a Michael like sound. And I was like, really? <laughs> I wasn't trying to sound like Michael. Yeah. It just, I was just singing and that's how it came out. So I was like, maybe we're cousins or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because I have literally been hearing that since I was a kid. Yeah. I've heard that and I take it as a compliment because I love is. the Jackson family. I love Janet. You know, I love all of them. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I feel like there's so much more we can cover, but time permits. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for just doing the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, but tell everybody what you got coming up next. But you know what? I just recently had a good conversation with Warren Campbell. So we're talking about the studio so we could do more music together because you know he produced when i closed my eyes i did okay so i did so it's funny 
funny story. Okay, so I met Erica at church one day. Do you? When I tell you the the most genuine person I ever met in my life. I um, love Erica. I absolutely um, like adore. So- she has such a beautiful spirit. Yes, and it just radiates through her. So, um, I did not realize how influential or how much work Warren had done until I started like looking at like his catalog, and I'm like, oh, so oh yeah. I was like, I didn't know he did this. Like, and I'm like, oh, not not me knowing that he's one of my favorite producers, and I didn't even know it. Um, but I mean, I, he's part of Brandy. Yes, he, he is. Yes. Um, so yeah, I know he did when I closed my eyes and I was listening to the record. I'm gonna get the name. Also, wrong. I wanted to say. Yes, that's that's, on- that's what I had been listening to, and I was like, I, I don't remember listening. That. I think you played that on your. You were singing that on Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. Because I was listening to it, and I'm like, I don't remember this song, and I have this. I own that CD, the album, and I'm like, I don't remember this. Like, I remember playing when I closed my eyes yesterday all the time. Like those are the songs right. I, I I just remember, but I'm like, why did I not remember this record? And I'm like, because they never used it. Singles on there that they never got to release, so yeah. that's probably why. Yeah. So that record, I was like, oh, Warren produced this, and I was like, oh, no wonder I like it. Like, yeah. So I'm revamping my. I have a cosmetic line. It's called Smile by Shanice. Oh. I getting it i'm getting some new products it's, it's great to come in so i'm revamping my line so i'll let you know when that's yeah, you know ready. So, but um i've always been in love with cosmetics so smile by shanice is my lipstick line and i'm working on the music uh my husband and i were creating some tv ideas cool. uh, not reality because i told you folks <laughs> not <laughs> ideas we're working on you know so i will be back as far as television goes it'll just be in a different way and you got your start in acting right if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah Fields, kim Fields' mom chip um when i was nine years old when i first moved to california from pittsburgh um i was in this like we i used to go to this place called inner city and it was like a school where you can learn how to sing dance act all of that so my mom would drop me off every weekend to this school so Chip Fields was the acting coach. So Chip taught me how to act and put literally put me on stage for the first time when I was like nine years old. She and, played um, Penny's mom in Good Times, right? right. Yeah. It was all a good time, yeah. So she taught me how to act and put me on. So she was the first person to really put me on stage for the first time. I was nine. And Malcolm Jamal Warner was in the play, Kim Fields. Um, my friend Sean Earl, who's like huge on Broadway, he did he's like he starred in Rent, the show Rent. Uh, Teresa Randall, she's a really big actress. Um, uh, Ren Brown. So anyway, uh, that was so really Chip really gave me my first big like break. big break, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So you can do more shows, cosmetic line, and then you said your your it's- EP is coming out um, in july everyone, you can get part one now it's on all digital platforms part two will be released part two of the album will be released in july and i think it's july oh why did i forget the date? it's july 20 something <laughs> it's gonna be out on all digital platforms let me just look at the calendar so <laughs> so july, yeah it's gonna be 22nd out 22nd or 29th so you, huh 22nd or 29th it's not the 22nd. 
it's like the 21st or something like that. Oh, the Thursday night? I think so. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll okay. reach out to you and let you know the exact date. Perfect. So, yeah. So, um, and where can they find you if they want to reach out to you on social media? I am addicted to Instagram. So, I'm <laughs> all that's how you and I connected. Yes. I am always on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Shanice Online. Facebook is Shanice Wilson. I had a Twitter page. It was Shanice Online, but I got hacked and I haven't gotten my page back. I remember that. I do remember you posting something about you getting hacked. I can't get it back from Twitter to help me. Yeah. <laughs> so I may have to just start a whole new Twitter page. I'm pretty sure you'll but get followers fast. Instagram, Facebook. Uh, what else? Oh, TikTok. I'm Shanice Online on TikTok. Perfect. So. Um, and then before I let you go, what would you say to people that are wanting to either join the business or just having, you know, uh, dealing with emotional pain or whatever, what would you say to these people to to get them to the next step, the next level in their life? I would say this is a good time as far as like being an artist or, you know, with because you have social media. When I came out, we didn't have social media in the 90s and the 80s. We didn't have this. So we had to wait for an executive, record executive to accept us and, you know, all that. So with this, with social media, um, you have you, the, the, the ball is in your court. Like you can, uh, I know influencers that are doing really well for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So I know a kid 19 years old just bought a house and he wow. offered the money he made on social media. So that tells you right there, yeah. you don't have to wait for somebody to approve you. You can start your, you know, your own, you can put your own music up on on um, on Apple Music and on on the digital platforms, and and you can put out your own music. So you don't have to wait. Stop waiting on people to accept you and to approve you. Like, just really think about what it is that you want to do and go for it, and and and, and really uh, take advantage of social media. Like, take advantage of social media. If you think about, you know, the Justin Bieber's and the people like that, mm-hmm. he. YouTube singing on YouTube. Yeah, you, it's true. It's so that shows you that it can be done. So um, I say really take advantage of social media. Yeah, I totally agree. It's funny you say that. Like I remember, um, I guess my YouTube videos and stuff did actually pay off. Now that I think about it, um, I uh, would post videos, and I remember I kind of got into the industry via K Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, I would post, I remember she had this song called where they do that at. And I was just like, so blown away. She was singing on the piano and I had made a video about it and told people to like, go listen to her. I didn't know who she was, but I'm just like, you know, like I just it blew me away. And she, um, messaged me on Twitter and DM me actually and asked for my number. And we had became friends from there. And then I was able to meet a lot of different people, um, through her. And then, then I met, um, to Mel and Sky that was in the girl group, Sophia Fresh that was signed to T-Pain's label. And like, I literally met in all because of social media, because mm-hmm. of MySpace and YouTube and Twitter and stuff. This is all before Instagram, of course. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again. That- <laughs> okay. And normally I play my outro music, but okay. I'm actually not going to play my outro music. I'm going to play, I love your smile. <laughs> Hey. So, thanks again, <laughs> Thank guys, you. and you guys know where to find me. Excuse me. <laughs>